fourth official soccer podcast. My name is Boreal Demi. I'm joined by Justin McCabe, Manny Ramirez, and also we have another another Justin, uh, the famous one, our La Liga expert, Justin R. Um, Hey, Justin, how are you? I'm good. Feeling good being back on the show. It's been too long. I know it's been too long. I know you've uh, you've had a, a very uh, good year so far, uh, you know, given that your team unexpectedly won the UEFA Champions League and also won the La Liga, uh, uh, you know, championship. How are you feeling? And and truth be told, the the first time when you lost when you, that first game you played with Sheriff and you lost that game, what did you actually think at that moment? I definitely didn't think we were going to win the Champions League. That's for sure. Um, same thing when we drew PSG, didn't think we were going to advance. And then probably same thing against Chelsea and City, but we did it. And now I'm sober for the first day since. <laughs> <laughs> understandable, understandable. Um, but, you yeah, know, thank, thank you for joining us. So, so obviously today we're going to be talking about La Liga. Uh, we have a new season upon us. Uh, season starts, uh, I believe, on Saturday. Um, and, uh, of course, there's a lot of cloud going on right now, especially in the Catalonia region. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, we're going to talk about Syria. Syria starts uh, this weekend also. Uh, but going back to La Liga, we'll be, you know, delve into the summer transfers, notable ones, um, and, of course, do our uh, top four prediction. And, uh, you know, we can, spr- we can sprinkle a little bit of hot takes. Um, I do have one. I'll say that right now so uh uh let's let's go ahead and start um and, and really i mean there's only one place to start uh because the other side of 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 this story is is grim but let's start with madrid and and really what i want to delve in here uh is just really looking at the transfers right so i look at uh remedy's transfers and um i see some good names but uh it doesn't feel like uh I don't know what people think, but, but for me, at least, it doesn't feel like a lot of uh, uh, notable names. I, I'll put it that way, uh, not to piss piss people off. Um, but just curious, um, Justin, uh, JR, uh, how you feel about your transfers so, uh, so far? Uh, I see, of course, you had Rudiger on, on a free transfer. You bought Shua many. You know, I get that. Staggering figure of, uh, you know, $80, $88 million dollars. Um, and, um, and yeah, uh, that, those are really the two notable ones, but yeah, just, you know, JR, what, how, how are you feeling? It's yeah. So really the window started with the disappointment of not getting Mbappe. That's what we were all expecting. Um, but with that not happening, we were able to get Trumani, who I think is a boss of a midfielder. And we do have an older midfield with Cruz and Modric. Casemiro is getting a little, little older too. So having Chumeni, Camavinga, and Valverde to replace them, uh, I think is going to be a, a solid midfield three uh, going forward. Um, signing Rudiger on free, I think that was really good. There's still some confusion as to where he's going to play. Ancelotti said he's not going to break up Militao and Alaba at the back, which means Rudiger might play at left back but Mendy plays left back um, and our record is tremendous when Mendy starts so nobody knows what the deal is yet are we going to play three at the back some games Uh, nobody knows so I think it's a good transfer we just got to fit him in Um, the biggest thing though has been not being able to offload some of the guys that they were anticipating we still have uh, Mariano sitting on our bench uh, nobody else can afford his his four million dollar a year wages, and he doesn't want to leave. Um, and and certain things like that are apparently preventing us from signing a backup to Benzema. Well, it, it's weird you're saying that because I was gonna delve a little bit more into the departures because I I feel and this is where the problem for me comes through because if you look at the people that came in to Madrid. Versus the people that left Madrid. We're talking about uh, Borja Mayoral, uh, Kubo. Um, uh, well, look at Jovic. I know that's not it's, it's not saying a lot. And Isco also is not saying a lot. But you have Gareth Bale, Marcelo. You know, I get that. You know, he was just there as an extra body. 
but it just it does feel like a lot more people left and notable people and people with experience and you look at the other side of people coming in and it doesn't seem to match and to your point going back to just uh, uh benzema i mean we're talking about if benzema gets injured what's going to happen i mean manny and, and jm i'm not i'm not crazy right like the, to me this seems like a a red flag right I mean, unless there's something that we're not seeing that's where the uh world-class player known as aiden hazard comes in takes over um <laughs> in all seriousness um let's let's be honest to jr's point Real madrid went on probably the greatest run of champions league games that has ever occurred in the history of the Champions League as far as uh, demonstrating what good fortune does for a team because they were out every single one of those ties uh, that, that JR mentioned. Um, notably, though, you know, there's one thing that I, I realized JR left out. You know, there was a time when I recall these Real Madrid fans saying that they were going to be led this season by a duo of one Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe. You know, it was a, it was a sure thing with these Real Madrid fans that they were going to sign both and that they were going to have the, 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 the greatest attacking duo in the history of, of world football. So I, I'm surprised uh, JR uh, left that little uh, tidbit out. Um, but to his point, again, um, they have an aging squad. I think that they did a great job with the signings thus far. Um, word of advice from a Chelsea fan, good luck trying to get Rudy to perform at the level that he did at Chelsea in a back four um, because that is not where he excels. Um, so good luck to Ancelotti seeing if uh, if he can make that work. But the truth of the matter is that as long as Benzema is on the field, um, they got a chance with an interview competition in every game. So. Yeah, I mean, so so th- that makes sense. I just my, my my fear and what I don't understand is forget. Let, let's be honest. Hazard is not going to do. I, I don't. I think Hazard's window is, is gone, right? So <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when when Benzema gets injured and and we're in a situation where the World Cup is going to be in in December, November, and we'll. Th- I, I mean, I think we all probably on the same page that France is probably going to go far. So we're talking about a situation where they may be without a really top striker in the front. Now, this kind of plays into some of the rumors that we've heard. Uh, and JR, I want to kind of kick this back to you. Uh, we've heard about the, the Cristiano Ronaldo rumors. Uh, however, there's also the flip side to that, which is if he comes through, what happens in the front line? Does Vinicius sit back or does like who's going to play? in the front for Real Madrid. So what are your thoughts about, about the rumors? And, and do you think this is something like the fact that we've not heard about any forward signing and you seem to be getting rid of all the ones that you have right now, what do you think is going to happen from now till the end of, of the transfer window? Uh, Ronaldo is not coming back to Madrid. I'll tell you that. Uh, personally, I would take him back. He's got to drop his salary by two thirds. He's got bend me to Benzema and maybe play a backup role to Vinicius. But that would never happen. So, I mean, and and I think Ancelotti said, Madrid said, he's he's not coming back. Um, You know, he chose to leave. That ship has sailed. um, And now him and Varane get to sit on Man United's bench together. All right. So who who's going to be your uh, who who's who who do you think will be coming through then? Or is this is it? There's no, there's nobody else. There's nobody else. Um, if if they manage to sell Mariano, they might try to bring in someone just just to have, because right now he's technically the backup striker. Um, Ancelotti said they're going to use Hazard as as a false nine. Doubtful that works. You know, maybe. Um, but I mean, not to get into like top four predictions, but if if we think about Madrid's season last year. Like, definitely overachieved, probably, in the Champions League, right? We won it, and that was great, but I think we exceeded expectations there. La Liga was super weak, and we won that pretty handedly. But we really are a Benzema injury or a Vinicius injury away from not being that great, or at least not having the goals. Um, 
And so not having a backup there, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, All right, well, there's the player right now in Syria that is looking for a team, and he was rumored to join United, uh, Marko Arnautovic. Um, maybe maybe an Ibra-type player for you all. Um, anyways, let's <laughs> let's move on, because I, I didn't think the Madrid side would be grim, but it sounds a little grim. Um, and I'm actually curious to see what the top four will look like for, for all of you. Um, let's move on to, to Barcelona now. Uh, this, this is the green part. This is the probably, I'm not a financial guy, but I feel like I've become a financial expert just by hearing the story of, of what's going on. And I can tell you right now, if I was the financial advisor for Barcelona, I would quit because I really don't get what's going on with, with the strategy. Um, but real quick before we delve into that, JR, can you just explain to us, like for people that may not know, what the hell is the salary cap? Why is it there? Is this something that's new? What's the history behind this? Yeah, so, well, first, Bor, you mispronounced Barcelona. It's Brocalona. Um, but <laughs> so the salary cap is La Liga's version of financial fair play. And I kind of prefer it, arguably, it works better than financial fair play because they actually have a kind of computerized system where it takes your profits, revenues, your wage bill, money coming in, money going out, and you have to register the players on your team. And so for new signings, you essentially have to bring in X amount of dollars to be able to spend X amount of dollars and on these new signings. And you take those new signings and this is for all the La Liga teams. You have to input them into the system and it takes all the dollars and it creates a calculation and pretty much says like, yes or no, you've made enough money to register this player or not. And it's not just Barcelona going through this right now. There's a few other La Liga teams that, you know, are truly kind of struggling financially because they're smaller clubs and they're trying to register players. But for Barcelona, we've heard about their debts. We've heard about you know, their insane wage bill, uh, even after Messi left. And despite all this, they've they've taken money, they've been pulling these financial levers, uh, which pretty much has been them mortgaging off future profits for an influx of cash right now. And they've been doing that kind of strategically. Um, so their first two levers were pulled before the fiscal year ended for La Liga. So with that money coming in on paper, they actually posted a profit instead of a loss. So that kind of helps them going forward into next season saying, hey, we posted a profit, we've got this money coming in, can we register these new players? And so they have technically the money to make these signings, although I think it came out from Leeds United that um, they haven't actually received the money and Barcelona have to pay it by September 2nd or they have a late fee. Um, so really, do you know do they have the money do they not but they've gone to la liga they tried to register all their new signings um including uh dembele who they re-signed but because it's a new contract it counts as having to register them and la liga came out and said no so now uh, i mean as of this morning i was reading barcelona has pulled a fourth economic lever which is them selling part of their media company um and they're hoping that does it and if not, they might have to, you know, sell guys like Frankie DeYoung and try to get Depay or Aubameyang off off their books. I mean, we have a Chelsea fan on on, on this call, uh, Manny. Uh, you know, when we're talking about cl- clubs that do really crazy transfers, Manny, this has got to make Chelsea's transfer scheme over the last few years, you know, be one of the best right you know relative to what Barcelona is doing right now like I mean this is this is completely relative. disastrous relative to Barcelona everyone looks whoa, like whoa. transfer experts thank yeah. you for adding that caveat and, though and yeah no 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 first of all Chelsea is is and every other club is completely different to what's going on in Barcelona uh Barcelona is in the running for possibly the you know the I guess the the superlative of the worst ran club in the history of of of, of sports franchises, to be honest. Um, for all those that don't know what a Ponzi scheme is, that's exactly what's going on over at Barcelona. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, it's pretty much what Justin 
and just uh, just explain, which is you know trying to get more money uh, from future investors for to pay up for current deals and revenue that's coming in through other business uh, uh, channels and forms, right? Um, at this point, Barcelona is pretty much just betting the entire house on this summer transfer window. And I pray that La Liga keeps up with the, I guess, the backbone that they've shown to have um, and does not let them get away with this, as well as uh, UEFA. Um, because that's something, you know, as we've seen in the past, um, what happens in these uh, FAs doesn't necessarily always uh, translate to what goes on in European football, um, you know, with the uh, UEFA uh, Football Association as well. Um, so, you know, Barcelona has been getting away with this and been getting away with murder for the last few seasons. Um, if you can recall going back uh, to, I, I believe it was during the pandemic. Um, when Dembele got hurt, La Liga, and Justin can attest to this, La Liga made an exception for Barcelona to sign one Martin Rathwaite outside of the transfer window from Leganes, all right? But listen to this. La Liga did not allow Leganes to replace Rathwaite. So what happens? Leganes gets relegated, and they're not going to come back into La Liga, into that first division anytime soon. You know, so the fact that they already have done favors for them and bent over backwards for the likes of Barcelona, and they're finally showing that, hey, I, I think enough's enough. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Now, to Justin's point, who knows how many, quote-unquote, levers there are Barcelona to pull. Uh, for all we know, Chelsea could be that fourth lever that Justin's <laughs> alluding to with the sell of, you know, these uh, these players are like on a three for one, uh, you know, or a BOGO special. Right. Um, I think that there's a lot to go on here. Um, but there's one thing that, you know, we're not financial experts, but the one thing that always sticks out is the fact that of the treatment that Barcelona is giving to their players, especially those that are on high wages. I, I don't understand how, you know. Any think about if this were not Barcelona and this were any other company, any other company that's harassing and, um, you know, and defaming their employees and not trying to pay them for the work that they put up. That's a lawsuit like it, anywhere. It's a lawsuit. So the fact that they are now threatening and, and I'm going to say it's a bluff that they're, they're threatening, you know, Frankie de Jong. These kids are like, what, 20, 21, 22, you know, to pretty much like. Uh, you know, force them into trying to uh, renege their wages and uh, cancel out their contracts just so Barcelona can go and register whatever their shiny new toys is, is absolutely despicable. And I don't understand uh, why these players continue to try to go to a club like Barcelona, given all the things that are going on. Um, if there was ever a case study for Stockholm Syndrome, I think this is it. Yeah, no, I mean, you hit the nail on the head because you, you, you look at a player like Lewandowski with the whole saga. Um, I would think someone like Kessie, for example, also like, you know, let's Milan. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like as a player, if I know that this company or this team has this financial issues or question marks, don't know why I would want to go there. But maybe there's something that we don't know uh, and we'll see how that play out now. I want to find out, um, uh, Justin, uh, Jr. So, do we, do you think that are, are we thinking that players like Kessie, Lewandowski, Rafinha, they're probably not going to play in the opening game against Roy Vallecano this weekend? How, what's your feeling about that? What do you think is going to happen there? So we should definitely find out in the next day or two. Um, I think I think if, if this morning, if the fourth economic lever got pulled, then apparently La Liga said they'll, they'll get back in like a, a few days. Um, I don't think, unless they also sell De Young, I don't think they'll have these guys registered by this weekend to play. They have until the end of the window. I, I think they pull it out of their asses somehow and, and get it done. But, I mean, t to me, it all just doesn't add up. And I think La Liga's really got to look into this because they had this issue last summer. They had this issue 
last winter trying to sign uh, register Fran Torres. They've had all these debts, all these money problems. I think Bayern's coaches mentioned like they're the club with no money, but they're making all these signings. Apparently all their signings are taking reduced wages from what they're normally making. Like, how are you treating your current players badly and asking guys like PK and Busquets to take less money and then signing top talent like Lewandowski and convincing him to take less money while not having a project that has won any trophies recently. Um, on and then on top of that, you still have rumors of them like being able to or wanting to sign Bernardo Silva. Like it, it just does not add up. It doesn't make sense. I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but something tells me, you know, come September, they'll have all these guys registered and playing. Nobody has a better propaganda factory besides perhaps Real Madrid when it comes to like putting rumors out there. Like it's it's impossible. Like Bernardo Silva's not gonna go. Like Man City has no impetus to to sell Bernardo Silva. He's an important squad player. There's no way they're gonna sell. I mean, on top of that, let me like <laughs> this past weekend there were stories, reports, and heavy quotation marks about uh, Messi's triumphant return next season. Uh, I'm like, come on. Like, it's, it's, I mean, like, unless maybe Messi, he loves the club so much, he'll take, like, you know, he'll be happy to take you know, whatever, uh, 50 bucks and um, a foot massage. But, like, I can't see, like, why he would want to move back. Like, there's, it doesn't make any sense at this point when they can't even register the players that they have right now. And I think about also, you know, players, the young players that they have, they have a really talented, exciting, uh, young core group of players who get a lot of play time. But like, you know, if you're like Ansu Fati or Pedri, um, these are players who signed long-term deals. And like, you think, look at what's happened to De Jong, and you like wonder like, you know, what's going to happen to me in my future if the economic situation just keeps on getting worse and worse and we keep on failing to, um, Barcelona keeps on failing to recoup its losses and actually win trophies. What's going to happen to these young players when they get into uh, the next few years of their contracts and the financial situation is still so poor? Yeah, no, that's they're, a very fair they're, point. They're going to have to sell them. I mean, they only have yeah. so many assets to sell right now. Like it's really De Jong or Ter Stegen. Um, they're not going to sell their goalie. So, and if you think like down the road, like Lewandowski is not going to have resale value. Christensen, probably not. Kessie, maybe. Rafinha, maybe if you sell him after a few years. Um, but you have to look at those younger guys, Ansu, um, Pedri, Gavi, like those are going to be the guys that if, if you're still in the hole, you're going to have to sell later on. Um, well, and it's interesting you mentioned the, uh, Messi coming back for like fifty dollars. Apparently, it hasn't been confirmed because nobody really knows the back end of La Liga's financial model for for fair play. Um, but apparently, it's not just current salary. They take kind of the player's market value. So, like, if Messi were to come back for a dollar, that's not what La Liga would take. They would say, "What's this guy actually worth on the market?" That's the salary that goes in. So that way, you can't just be signing all these dudes for a dollar here, five dollars there, and stuff like that. And so, um, I think that's another reason why they haven't been able to register the players. Oh, it just sounds like a mess. Uh, going back real quick though, I, I do want to ask uh, Amani. Uh, so you're talking about sellable players, but I would think a player like like uh, Aubameyang is actually sellable. And actually, Manny, there have been rumors uh, that uh, Tuchel is looking into getting Aubameyang to Chelsea. Uh, are, are these just like the the powerhouse uh media house just just really making sure these rumors get out there or you know or is this is this true honestly to justin's point um you know they're barcelona real madrid have all these mouthpieces there is no propaganda better than the spanish media i'd say italians the Italian media comes a close second, though. Uh, Bora, you should know about that. But Spanish media, you know, Barcelona has, you know, these reporters and, uh, you know, everyone that is ready to create a rumor um, at the drop of notice. I, I, I think this is more or less 
there may be some truth to it, but if anything, I think it's just Barcelona trying to create some type of smokescreen to try to deal in the background and pull all these quote unquote economic levers, um, you know, or whatever it is that they're doing, however it is that they're going to be acquiring um, funds. Um, and to Justin's point, he also made uh, an important uh, um, uh, point, which was these players that have been quote unquote purchased, the clubs, the selling clubs have not received a single uh, penny thus far. Um, in fact, there was a, and I'm not sure if, it, if, if, if you have all seen it, the owner of Leeds United was interviewed uh, in England by The Athletic um, and in it, he actually says uh, that Barcelona has not paid anything and that they have until September, I believe, 2nd to pay the money for Rafinha. Um, and one of the questions that the reporter makes him is, well, are you concerned that there might not be any payments incoming because they seem to not have any money? And this was shortly after uh, it was discovered that there was a discrepancy of 150 million euros between what Barcelona had reported um, as far as like incoming money um, and what they actually had, quote unquote, received from these, from selling off, you know, the first, second, third lovers, right? Um, so it'll be interesting to see come September 2nd what happens because uh, the Leeds United owner actually said that he would pursue uh, legal action against Barcelona on a quote-unquote global scale, a global case, if he is not to receive the money for Rafinha because he's already, they've already made moves. Leeds United as a, as a, as a club, as an organization, has already invested that money elsewhere, right? Because that's just the nature of the business. So we'll see what happens then. The Porta is going to be on the run from Interpol. What does that even what does that mean? <laughs> What's He's that? a lawyer. I mean, so. it wouldn't be the yeah. wouldn't be the first uh, Barcelona uh, board member <laughs> to be investigated. So, good point. All right. Finally, uh, uh, just just moving on from from um, Brocalona. What you call them, Gr? Brocalona. Moving Atletico Madrid real quick. I mean, just looking at like their transfer activities. Uh, of course, they lost Luis Suarez. Um, that's really the, the uh, most notable player. You know, I know there's Versalco that left also. Um, but just looking at the the, the players that came in, uh, Axel Witzel, which I'm actually very excited to see in La Liga because I think he's actually a La Liga type player. Um, and then Alvaro Morata is back. Uh, obviously, Atletico played uh, Juve in the friendly, and, and he's got a hat trick there. Uh, not sure if that translates into what he's going to do this season, uh, but it, it, I don't think I'm wrong here. That doesn't look like anything much has changed with Atletico Madrid, and we'll probably see the same Atletico Madrid that we've seen year to year, um, because there doesn't seem to be any kind of drastic change that came through. And, and so my question to you jr is you're, you're not worried about atletico madrid correct did hold on did saul come back to manny oh right uh yeah. chelsea legend <laughs> he did first of all club, club world cup champion so champion of the world saul <laughs> is back because it was a it was a one-year uh loan so yes he's back one of the most bizarre transfers um but yeah, Bor, you mentioned Witzel. I he is 33 though, so I don't know um, how how long or or if he'll be able to keep up. But yeah, not too many additions. They they lose Suarez, who had scored a lot of clutch goals for them um, the past couple seasons. Morata's back. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 really kind of going to be the same team. They keep trying to push and be a little more attacking minded uh there's a lot of drama last year with uh Jao felix and and you know if he fits into the system and stuff like that um so we'll see at the end of the day it's still going to be a diego simeone team um not too worried about them though to be honest good question is there a more boring like top side 
playing in any of the major leagues. Mm-hmm. I I despise watching Atletico Madrid. I don't know about anyone else. Wait, it, when they is, play, is you, when they play is, some is of the United other considered a top side. Who? <laughs> United. United. Is United? Yeah, but United, United is entertaining. United is entertaining, though. That's they are. You can't deny that they are entertaining to watch sometimes. Um, both the and I don't I like. I don't just mean uh, for the jokes. Sometimes when they when they click, it can be fun to watch. But um, at the very least, that it's entertaining as a uh, a rival EPL club watcher seeing them not click. But Atletico is like they click. They're they're executing on Simeone's game plan. It's just like a very boring game plan. It definitely is, especially when they play some of the better sides. Like when we when we watched them play City last year, even when they somehow beat Liverpool a few years ago, like they sit back, they bully you, you know, they're gonna play super aggressive and and try to get a scrappy goal, right? Let's see. Go Madrid is the uh, the La Liga version of Burnley football club. That that's exactly how they play. They just they just sit back, like you said. You know they they they're rough. They go in, challenge every ball, and then uh, try to hit you once in a while with a counter, and uh, that's it. Rinse, wash, rinse, repeat. Yep. Sounds good. So I think uh, uh, this is the time that we do our predictions, and, and I think we'll kind of go with everyone's fourth place everyone's third place uh maybe before we do that just notable notable call outs to to two teams i wanted to to give a call out that i think have maybe not so much the other team but vrl have have kept the core group of of the players uh and they've added a few people uh sevilla they look very interesting uh especially in preseason um but they've also lost uh you know recently Joe Kunde for example um but but just wanted to to start with everyone's fourth place uh and see what we're thinking about uh who's going to finish fourth next season um and I can start and and I think uh there's no surprise here for me I think it will be a, a VRL uh because I think um again just just because I think they've kept a lot of their core group of players and I know they finished seventh last year and because you know they beat more than they could they could chew they beat Bayern Munich um I think that was really the the the, the issue there um this season they have less distraction so I think that would allow them to be able to kind of achieve more on the La Liga front um so that's why VRL will be my fourth place um does uh JR do you have a, do you have any uh what's your what's your what's your pick for fourth place that's a good pick um but I'm going to go with uh, Real Sociedad. Okay, all right. We got some good Spanish players in there um, with, uh, what's his name, Mike Oriasabol. They've got uh, Alexander Isaac up top. I think maybe they can make that breakthrough. That's uh, that's uh, GM's, Justin's uh, favorite player in La Liga. So Right, uh, love that guy. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so, Justin, do you want to go and, and talk about your fourth place? Sure. I actually I had uh, Villarreal as well, um, but you know I think yeah Real Sociedad is interesting. I think Real Betis is interesting, but to be honest, like I, I don't know, I, it's hard for me to see who's the best of the rest. I guess outside of the top three, so I'll go with Villarreal, which seems like the safe pick. Awesome, Manny. Um, I think uh, uh, seventh lever. Uh, pulling uh, Brokolona will end up in fourth place. Really? Uh, what? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going I'm going with fourth. All right. Third place is gonna shock everyone. I'm just give you a fair warning, and I'm, I'm gonna start this. Um, and please don't don't at me uh, in 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 next year in May when this doesn't happen. But actually, I genuinely think that my third place. Is going to be Real Madrid, um, and not not because they're not great, but just because I think one we have the World Cup. If you look at the players that are in their starting eleven, uh, you have a lot of players that will be in the World Cup, and a lot of players that could go far in the World Cup. So, for example, Vinicius Junior, 
France, um, Germany, um, you know, Brazil for for the backline, um, and, and Spain. So I would I would think I I think that is going to affect Real Madrid. And I don't see any movement from them to kind of make sure that the subs or the people that would be replacing the first place if somebody is you know tired or fatigued from the World Cup. Um, I don't see any of that change yet. So I think for that reason, I, I think they will struggle uh, in the second half of the season. They may look good in the first half, but in the second half, I think they will struggle. So that's why for me, uh, I think Ramadri will be third. Now, Justin, yeah. this is where I expect you to cuss me out. So um, what you got? Hold on. Can we rewind real quick to Manny with Barcelona being fourth? Do you not think they're going to be able to register anyone? Or do I don't, you think they're going to register think, all these they... players? <laughs> If they're gonna finish for. I think even no, no. I think I think that here's the thing. Um, to Bori's point, Barcelona also has a lot of players that are on national teams, right? And those players that have been brought in are expecting to start. Now, what's gonna happen when you keep with all this debacle that's going on about certain players having to take wage cuts and so on and so forth? You can't tell me that that's not going to co- cause some type of disruption and and to the chemistry in the locker room, right? Because every player is going to be expecting to play as much as possible during a World Cup year, and there's going to be a lot of unhappy players, and there's going to be a lot of players that are going to regret signing for Barcelona this season. And so that is what I'm thinking is that as much as they try to shield what's going on from the players, you can't you can't tell me that you know these people are human, right? They, they're questioning their futures, they're questioning their decisions, and that's going to create a lot of turmoil and doubt. And when you have that within a squad, uh, it translates onto the field, and player, and teams just don't do well with that. Take it from someone who had Lukaku on their team last season. All right? So if there's something that is critically affecting the squad, it's just going to spread. And that is my reasoning behind why Barcelona – even with all the star, quote unquote, star power, um, are not going to get it done. Okay, so it's more of like that. There's going to be toxicity in the environment, and that could that would translate into okay. That that makes sense. I mean, that's a fair uh, because I, I would not be surprised if that happens with like Frankie De Jong's situation, for example. Uh, especially if he stays, can you imagine what that would actually look like for them um, as a team? So fair point. Um, so. Do you, do you want to go with your third place then, um, JR? Yeah, third place for me, definitely not Real Madrid. Um, but it's going to be their cross-city neighbors, Atletico Madrid. Okay. Uh, you do bring up a good point about the, the World Cup, but I think that's going to affect a lot of the big clubs, not just Real Madrid. Yep. Manny? Uh, this was a tough one, but I would have to say, um, to me, as much as I want to say you know, a different team like a Real Sociedad or a Real uh, Betis. I, I still think that Sevilla has enough quality, even though they lost Kunde, to pull it off with uh, with a coach uh, like Lopetegui. All right. And then, Jim, uh, what, 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 what you got for third? Atletico. Okay, fair point. All right, moving on to second. Um, my second place is Atletico Madrid. What's your second, uh, JR? If if the tenth or twelfth lever gets pulled and Barcelona sign all these guys, register them, I think second place is gonna be Real Madrid. I mean, okay. Uh, all right, I just want to call out this guy said he had stopped drinking until today, but it clearly sounds like he's <laughs> continued to do so. So I'm just, <laughs> for the record, for the record, I think this guy's still drunk. <laughs> Wait, no, so so Manny, for you, uh, second place is, is not Real Madrid? No. Uh, I, Real Madrid seemingly through, you know, hook or by crook or by good fortune, whatever you will make of it, uh, seem to have the La Liga wrapped up in the last few seasons bar that Atletico Madrid season. And, and um, you know, even though it's been close, I, I still think that the the quality is still there. Um, they still have Ancelotti, um, and so for me, 
second to them would only be Atletico Madrid um, with a Ronaldo signing coming to you in two weeks' time. So I'm going to go with Atletico Madrid. That would be that would be that I think Spain will probably I don't know what will happen if, if that happens. Um and and J uh, Justin Jim. I'm going with the other Justin, the La Liga expert, Real Madrid second. All right. So for me, no surprise, first place I think is Barcelona. I think it wouldn't even be close, um, in my opinion. Um and that's my hot take, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but I think I think you watch this Barcelona team, there's no stopping them. I, I, I look around, I don't I don't see a team that will stop them. Um, of course, Real Madrid is, is a close one, um, but given the transfer activity, I don't think it will be a close one. Um, but I don't think I don't, they will even have to defend. I, that's the thing. I don't think Barcelona will have to defend. That's how good they are this season in my opinion. So that's why I think they would, they would even wrap it up by probably April, uh, the, the La Liga. Hot take, you heard it first. Don't at me, please. Uh, Justin, I mean, Justin's going to say the same thing, but maybe not the, the latter part of what I said. It, if, if they register all these players, like they've got a squad and all their weaknesses from last season, you know, and as bad as they were last season, they finished second. Like, They've got the goals with Lewandowski. Dembele's playing really well. They've got two players that can play each position from the back line all the way up top. Um, they've got a team. And Real Madrid hasn't won back-to-back La Liga titles in over a decade. Like we talked about, we're a Benzema or Vinicius injury away from being okay. Um Head to head, I think we could we could we could take them right. We've got the defense to stop them, but across the course of the season, like if they've got all these guys, I I don't know. It's gonna be tough. So I've got I've got Barca finishing first. So Manny, I'm guessing Real Madrid is your number one. You guys keep saying that nobody can stop Barcelona. You know who can stop Barcelona, Bori? Johnny Law. That's who. And that's where they're gonna be in most of the season. <laughs> all right, they're gonna be in court. And the reason why can't why they won't be defending is because they're going to be the plaintiffs, all right, in court, okay? So, no, I still I still don't think that. So worse. So if they can't register their players, then those players won't be able to play in La Liga. They'll only be able to play in in, in Champions League and European competitions, unless UEFA steps in and says no, you're not going to you're not going to do that either. Um, I think as long as Real Madrid and those other teams that, you know, the top teams, the ones that we've mentioned, get off to a good start at the beginning while Barcelona go through this, you know, sorting out of financial messes and uh, pulling levers and and whatnot. Um, I, I think that you still have to remember that regardless of all these players, there's still a lot of games to be played. A lot of this core underneath of these quote-unquote superstars are being signed this this summer are young and they don't have the experience of some of these other players and playing in these competitions and these high-profile competitions so i still think that it's going to come back to bite them and don't get me started on dembele man dembele everybody knows that dembele preseason is not dembele during the season all right it's a world cup here it's a world cup here he's gonna do he's gonna do well listen I gave him eight to 12 weeks before he gets a muscle injury. All right. That's going to keep him out of the world cup squad. You heard it here first. He's not making the French squad and he's definitely not going to the world cup. Wow. What a, <laughs> okay. And, and, and Jim, same, same thing here. Uh, Real Madrid. No, I got Barcelona. I had Real Madrid oh. finishing second. So boy, right. your hot take, at least on this podcast is pretty lukewarm. Because we got three or four of us saying Barcelona is gonna. Well, is gonna my play. hot take, my hot take is it's, 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 it's not gonna be close. Yeah, it's not gonna be close. Yeah, well, I don't we'll know. I, I I might co-sign on that. I don't know. I mean, I think they're gonna get away with it. It's highway ri- robbery, but like Barcelona's gonna be able to register all these players. They're gonna pull all the levers. Uh, they'll get it done. And nobody has mentioned it yet, but they also have the X factor, and that is Xavi. 
as manager. I think, you know, any of this, like, um, perhaps resentment or discontent in the locker room that Manny that you're referring to, I think Xavi is a player's manager. I think he's he's going to be a a great manager, as great a manager as he was a player for Barcelona. And I think that he's going to be able to manage those personalities and rally this team. Um, and I think even with, like, as far as, like, early season goes, even if they were not able to play some of these newly, these new arrivals, uh, they've, the, the squad that they carried over from last year is, like, not, like, you know, it, it, it's it's got its holes in the squad, obviously, but it's it's good enough to, wit, like, get through the first few weeks of the season, I think. So, and I think, uh, yeah, Barcelona will just be, will be running all season long once they get all these signings registered. All right. Well, that, there you go. There we have it. Um, sounds like most of us are saying Barcelona is going to win the league, uh, you know, next year. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll uh, pull the credits. Um, thank you so much, JR, for for stepping in here and helping us out with La Liga. Um, and I'm very excited to, to actually, I'm not going to lie, I'm very excited to, to watch Barcelona play, assuming they register all those players, because it just feels like a Galacticos team, uh, you know, a little bit, because they just have stars everywhere. But we'll see how what that means. I, I think, Manny, you bring up a good point with the toxicity in the, in the club. Um, but let's hope we can at least get good football. Uh, in the end um so pivoting and because of time we're going to cut this part short but we're going to talk, quickly talk syria i really just want to talk about one team and that is roma they've had a tremendous signing i think probably i don't want to say one of the best well okay definitely one of the best in in syria for sure um but 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 really want to delve here a little bit you know they got in they brought in Dybala, they brought in uh, matic and okay, say what you like about Matic. Okay, I think he really suits the the Syria like tactical, you know, slow paced style that he plays. And I think he actually will be very good. Um, they have one album. Uh, also, uh, you know, I don't know if you all saw the the video, um, <laughs> the, the the intro uh, video or his uh, uh, pr- uh, presentation video. Uh, I thought that was it was so weird. Um, but what I want to, you know, what I want to get out of this is just try try to understand how people are feeling. That do we, do we think this is the time for Mourinho to shine in Syria and really show what he can do, or do we think we're going to see the old Mourinho and maybe all these stars that he's brought in are going to be playing, you know, as defenders, you know, uh, which is usually a joke that people have against Mourinho. This is his second season in charge, right? Uh, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe so. I believe, yes. I believe so. But then Roma for the title. Next season, they implode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Chill. I didn't even talk about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, stamp it. Okay. Stamp it. Second season, Mourinho, with this with this squad. I Okay. I, I, yeah, let me back it up. But yes, Corey, I agree. I, I think Mourinho, this is his, his time to shine with uh, with these incomings and with the squad that he has um, under him. And they will not be playing uh, 10 men back. <laughs> in super park the bus mode i think they'll actually be play attractive football and you know my i never say such things about Mourinho either so i know i'm a little taken aback and and your your first place winner the position that you talked about is just throwing me off a little bit um manny i see you nodding you got any thoughts yeah get ready uh to see what is it uh what is it 10 10 months from now Mourinho is going to have a new tattoo on his arm and it's going to be the scudetto that's what he's going to do, all right, because Roma is winning this Serie A. He's not the special one uh, for no reason. And um, to be honest with you, the the signings, I, I've never seen a club fall uh, forward as much as I've seen Roma do so this this season uh, because all of their signings, um, honestly, if you would have told me that those signings, you know, were going to end up at Roma, um, particularly the ones that were free, uh, you know, you would have, um, I would definitely bet against you for that. Speaking of betting, the Roma, uh, right now, I think it was, well, after this was before they obviously signed um, Dybala and Wijnaldum, uh, it was 10 to 1 odds uh, for Roma to win uh, the Serie A title. So, I have a lot riding on this as well. So, Mourinho, Roma, let's do this. Um, we get there. I'll buy you guys around. 
Wow. Okay. Well, I think you all seem to have forgotten that there's another team in Milan. Uh, you know, AC Milan. That nobody that cares about Inter. Oh, 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 my Okay. I, I mean, I, I will give you my top four, and I'll give you my my expert's opinion. I do think Roma is going to do very well this season. I think the top four. First of all, if they don't get to the top four, that would be a failure for them. I do think they will be second. I genuinely, in my heart, think that we will win again. Um, not because I'm biased, but because I see the way we're doing things. We've kept our core group. Ibrahimovic is still going to be playing. I think we're going to win again. Um, I'm not scared of Inter Milan. I'm not scared of Juve. And those are the only other two teams that could win it. And and Roma, I think they're just going to fall short. But I don't think I don't think they will win it. So that is the expert. You should have taken a page out of JR's book. Like you, you never, never pick your own club to win the title. I, <laughs> I, well, okay, all right. I, I think I, I truly believe it this time. And, and if we don't win, then I'll be disappointed. That's how, that's how bad, um, I, I, I'll feel. Um, but yeah, that's all we have though. Thank, thank you, thank you all for joining. Really, really appreciate it. Very excited to see. Uh, the new season start. I know we didn't get a chance to talk about EPL. I mean, there's a lot that just went on this last weekend, um, Erling Haaland and, and and all that. So hopefully in a few weeks, we'll come back and, and talk about that and see how all the teams are doing. Um, JR, good luck to Real Madrid. I really hope that they achieve something this season. But hope, you know, like I said, don't see it. And, and good luck to uh, Brocolona, <laughs> Brocolona FC. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, and thank you all for listening. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.